Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Cadenza. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and it is from World War Cthulhu Cold War, Covert Actions. Matthew Sanderson is our game master, and this is episode five. Our recap will be given by John Dos Passos as his character, uh, Stan Gursky. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John. Thanks, Tom. All right. Agent Gursky report. After hearing the commotion, uh, Holden, Morrison, and I uh, rushed into the room where Dr. Longshaw was, uh, hearing a cacophony of sounds as we were running as we uh, were running into the other room, almost akin to something like an orchestra uh, or a, a, you know a room full of instruments. Um, Holden and Morrison beat me inside, and apparently they saw some thing, something about gazing into the infinite. Uh, it's all definitely squirrely. Um, there are square windows on each of the far walls that seem to continue on for infinity with further and further rooms ever visible. Uh, could this be a simple mirror trick or is this really, dare I say, an unnatural occurrence? Um, uh, seems that, uh, the sleeping Fredericks seems not to have noticing, noticed anything, uh, from this occurrence, which is definitely good for OPSEC. Um, Dr. Bradshaw was vehement that he saw someone no some thing some sort of amorphous blob with a, a instrument or something uh we pondered if the thing was looking for the person was looking for the station is it the person uh uh so we we continued our investigation uh or sorry well first of all whatever whatever the answer it's, it's very clear that we knew that whatever it was it was looking for someone or something um so we continued our investigation. Um, there was a guard in the hut outside with another person. There's a woman, uh, slender with a bob. We identified her as Sergeant Emma Howland. Apparently, uh, they were supposed to meet with Bryce a little bit earlier. Um, was late to a few appointments. Uh, he went early in for a check-in. Um, apparently, there was some project or composition that he was busy working on, uh, and he was uh, reported to have like people were complaining that he was keeping them up all night awake with the with the theremin. Uh, as we examined more of the, the number station itself, um, we found that the control panel appears to have gotten burnt up very badly. I mean, almost burnt to hell. Uh, the top two player recorders uh, are probably burnt to, you know, to Chris as well. Um, seems that Frederick was laying near the control panel. Uh, he was found uh, twisted over, heads near his hands. Uh, he may have been sheltering his head uh, and the volume had been turned up to max. Um, something was, we, we, you know, we did some examinations. We found that something was sliced into the, spliced into the tape, and we found a small splicing kit in the safe. Could have been, could this have been Fredericks or was it someone else? And if so, who? There might be a paper trail of a call and response. I sure hope so. That would be a good lead. Um, it seems like a power surge caused the fire. Um, it, this, this, the control panel was near the headphone jack. Um, maybe it had something to do with the, with it and the recordings. Uh, yeah. When it, we haven't been able to determine yet. Um, there are scuff marks on the floor where maybe Frederick slipped or spasmed, but they, there doesn't seem to be marks or signs of a clear struggle. Um, more like, you know, like I said, a spasm or a fall or something. Um, Holden and I listened to the recording of the initial interaction. Um, uh, we heard static, which grew on the tape after the initial theremin music. 
Um, then uh, uh, after the it cuts out after about the the eighth or ninth block. Um, it first started by the seventh block of music, uh, and then it, during the eighth there is outright fire, and then during the ninth block is when everything is becomes stuck on full power, which is probably what caused the the fire. I would will the you know the everything being burnt or crisp. Um, the others went to speak with Howland. Um, they asked how Fredericks got hurt. Um, wasn't much of a clear answer. It seems that uh, he and Samford were apparently good friends. Um, when we got back to the base, we we learned that, or like you know, when we took him to the base, we learned that no flights have been able to take off since we got back. Um, uh, we, we knew we had to try to find the theremin, uh, and we figured it would probably was probably still in Frederick's quarters, so we headed there. Um, we got there just in time to catch Sanford uh, destroying evidence while he was tearing the room apart. He was clearly searching for something and seemed to be maybe about to smash the theremin when we entered. Um, he was, uh, he was, you know, having a fit. He was in a mood. He claimed that Fredericks is breaking regu regulations, reported him for his transgressions, like his blatant romantic relationship. Um, but, uh, you know, importantly, the theremin was there. Uh, we also found that it had a sheet of music, uh, sorry, manuscript paper, rather, hanging out of it. Um, you know, we looked at this, and as best as, as any of us can tell, this is a, it was a wild piece of music. I mean, uh, all over the place. Um, and it was titled, Cadenza to an Alien Aria. As if that isn't ominous. Um, we, we decided we're taking Fredrickson. Probably need to talk tonight about the report. Um, and uh, wonderfully, and with the best timing, uh, the old man with the cello is back. Uh, however, this time he was a, he communicated with us uh, by writing our responses on a notepad in, in response to our questions. Um, to sum it up, apparently he is he's apparently looking for the musician that answered True Numbers' call. Um, some of the notes that he said mentioned um, True Nembra is the angel of music. True Nembra searches the universe for masters of their craft that can ensure the demon sultan never wakes. Uh, the next one was, he has to come with me to join the court of Azathoth and play forever is the only way in which we can calm the demon sultan. Uh, and finally, we also saw, he also showed us, uh, my name is Eric Azan. My time here is limited. I must find the musician. They must answer the call of the angel of music and return with me to the court of Azathoth. Whatever the hell all that means. And indeed, that that yeah, that pretty much brings us straight up to the moment where we where we left it. So you are you are there with Hezan. What would you like to do? Stun silence all round. Do any of you have any questions for him? Uh, his hand is very nice. His German is a bit formal. I think um, archaic. Slightly. Um, how did this happen? Was this somebody try to? Are you saying that? Well, cadenza is that they finished the piece that the angel starts. Also had son, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
thing so got replied. The world's gonna end if this guy isn't if he doesn't answer the call. I think he's implying that the whole universe ends, but Jesus fucking Christ. Well, right, uh, is he actually going to? He doesn't seem like he's going to be much use as a musician. Do, you can understand us, right? <laughs> kind of looking give, to the give. Give me a psychology role. So anyone that's anyone that's with him there. Oh, oh, eleven. Uh, got a regular help. success. Regular, yeah. Okay. Right, he no, does look between. He does look between you, um, with with an extreme success, um, or rather with a regular success. First of all, to begin with, um, there is a degree of understanding. So you know that um, you you're fairly confident he does understand at least some English. Uh, with uh, with Carl's extreme, yeah, positively he definitely has a grasp of English, but it's very limited. You're thinking he's catching maybe one word in several. But he he's understanding enough that he gets the general gist of the conversation. You don't think he's fluent enough where he could write it, but at least he has a grasp of what you're saying. So you can all communicate with him, but he's going to uh, be default. He will respond in German. Uh, when you ask about, or rather when you say about things like the world's going to end, he starts uh, not scribbling, but definitely writing quickly and comes up with this. Wenn der Musiker dem Engel nicht dargeboten wird, etc., if the musician is not presented before the angel hears their performance again, Trunember will start abducting people from the base en masse, hoping to acquire the musician by default. So uh, that implies, I think, that the uh, time limit is based on the numbers according. What time is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what time it is, but also, what did you guys do at the number station? Yeah, we turned it off. You, oh, took, did his turn recording, it off. you took his recording off the air. So that's good, right? Because he won't hear it again. No, Except that just to, going to, to start taking people. It's going to take everybody just to make sure that he gets the musician. Oh. But wait, but didn't it say by by the next playing? Before I hear it again, I thought that, that meant that we exactly. had until it plays. Until it plays at the number station. And we just the number station isn't playing. Yeah. And, right. and if it isn't there, because at the minute it's been going on a regular four hour, um, a regular cycle. If it isn't there when it kicks off next, when uh, when this thing Trinimber is expecting it to appear, you might have an angry god on your hand. Probably also be bad. What if we play it on some other thing? Uh, it's still a it's expecting it at a time it, and yeah. it also it's if we have to turn over the musician before then then we still won't have met that clause uh, he starts he starts writing again of that mention Trinimber Trinimber will accept anyone that can answer the call if the original musician cannot so uh, anyone that can play the music would be acceptable. He nods. What How about if the, He's already a member. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm not an expert in music. I can hold a tune. Um, 
who the hell can actually play that? I mean, you have to be very skilled to play something like that. On the theremin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not on the theremin, but at least some way that you can answer the call. Um, what exactly means by answer the call? Because you haven't, I don't think you've actually got that information as yet. But uh, people can give me an idea role as well that this, uh, something that might. Uh, 96, I think. <laughs> you it has you to do not think what I'm thinking. In the 100. Room. Oh, no. Uh, hard with success. with Victor Young. Mm-hmm. Yes, Americans have no clue what <laughs> dumb gun toting Americans. I have a fifty-five, so a regular success or idea. Okay, and Stan. Uh, I failed. Sorry. Okay, so uh, Carl maybe is not quite close enough because I'm looking for a hard. So Gerald has this idea that kind of pops into uh, pops into his head that. Yeah, what happened? Obviously, someone's got to play this thing. Um, mechanically, having seen that uh, that handwritten manuscript, you are going to require an extreme success on art, craft, music to be able to perform that. Yeah, because yeah. it is so difficult that it, it requires someone of exceptional skill, which kind of fits with what he says about uh, searching the universe for uh, for people that can be masters of their craft that complicate a god with the sound of the music they make. But again, the, the, this thought almost starts worming its way into uh, Gerald's head. What about a counter melody? Might that be some? Might that be some way that you could get rid of the god, and that it would uh, send it away, so that it would, might banish it from here? Yeah. Oh, if, if something's that's... attracted it, would the reverse send it away? Yeah, and he'll, he'll, the way he'll express it is kind of like, wait, the music, I, I, you know, you whistle a, a, an opposite tune that just jars so much. We, uh, opposite maybe we what? Can, the, the cadenza for an alien watch them. Uh, no, like mean, but... if you play rock and roll music so loud, you know, it gets offended and leaves. Right? If, it, if we could convince it that no, whatever's here is so horrible, it must have been a fluke. Well, do I you mean, mean play it backwards? Backwards and upside down? I mean, that's also Bach. You don't, you, in a way, you get the same thing. Yeah, I would say that that's kind of risky because what if we, we could, offend it so much it just blows us all up? We could play, we could splice the tape back in backwards. What's that going to accomplish? It's right? going to play it in reverse. Well, we do actually, we do have, uh, I'm not sure how much Zan would help, but we know who wrote this cadenza. We could talk to Fredericks. He might be able to flip it if he is as genius. He clearly wants this gone. He's losing his mind. The question there being whether he's lost his mind to the extent already that he's not capable of composing a complex musical piece within a limited time frame before humans are abducted. Whereas, since he's not much of a use to mankind as it stands, I doubt this he'll have a moment's peace the rest of his days, afraid of every rectangle he sees. Maybe he should just go with his song and uh, close this whole business, what? Herzan, um, the musician 
Der Musiker ist wahnsinnig jetzt. He's been driven mad by the uh, experience he's had so far of Trinembra. Is that going to interfere with his capacity to play in the court? You can see evidently there's some cogs turning as he thinks it through and eventually he just, there's a very melancholy look on his face. He just shakes his head. So apparently the musician doesn't need to be able to function in a normal capacity to perform. The music, after all, is part of him. Otherwise, the only person on bass that we know is an extremely competent musician is Sergeant Howland. She might be willing to try something if we have enough time. I, she's motivated to um, help Fredericks, it would seem. It, it does, I mean, it, it's a, it doesn't seem like this is a great place to be in, Son, Son, you, you don't look... Are you happy with where you are? Uh, he, he kind of just looks at you with this thousand-yard stare that goes straight through you. Uh-huh. And that, that's pretty much the only response he gives. I'm like, hey, Gerald, are you happy where you are? I mean, at the moment? <laughs> or in general? Yes, I mean, both. <laughs> the time limit's the problem because we can't let this play we have to get the nukes off the base so unless we convince her or get fredericks or some other savant to play the tune or a counter tune it's toast in fact i have a response actually for this so i um zan will uh again scribble down Ihm wird das gleiche geschehen, was not mir passiert. They will become as I am. They will play until the last stars burn out, until the very end of time itself, if that is what is needed to keep Azathoth from waking. Aha. Uh, and Herzan, it is important to keep the demon sultan from waking. That's a good thing. Yeah, he just nods. All right. How long do we have? I, this is the one thing I wish I had kept uh, keep the track of what uh, what time we were at. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I was looking at yeah. two. I, I think we're probably somewhere around about 6 p.m. by this point. So you've got so at least um, no, probably that's... We've got four hours if it's six. Uh, wouldn't that be two hours? It'd be it two hours. Played, yeah, it'd be played at noon and then four. We shut it off after we, that. We have it midnight to eight, eight to four, and four to midnight. That's oh. it. So if Wait. it's six-ish, then we're between oh, eight hours 4 p.m. Between. and midnight. Wait, why is there yeah. eight hours between between the four hour and then the midnight one? It's eight, an eight-hour cycle. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yes, yeah, so let's say... Because I can't remember when you turned uh, turned it off. The, so that would have been somewhere around about mid afternoon. So, yeah. In fact, we'll we'll stick with it being six. So that if you've turned if you've turned it off, you've avoided the last uh, the last broadcast. So that at least it's no longer on the air. That's the key thing. But it would not. It would repeat normally. You'd got until midnight for for when the uh, when the proverbial will hit the fan. If this true number understands our time at all, 
Um, it was, it seemed to be looking in the hospital. It can look anywhere at once, I assume. Uh, uh, yes. Um, Hetsan, can, can Trinimba appear at any point in any scale, or does it need a window or a doorway or a opening? It, it kind of ums and ahs, and then it, he puts one finger up. Um, he will clarify on the pad uh, the first. It can appear anywhere. Yeah. So um, how can we contact you? You'd also further write, its agents are already here. Oh, those are only agents that we've seen. Oh, dear. Yes. Aren't you an agent for Trinambra? Uh, he he writes, because again, this isn't a response I've got pre-planned. Right. Um, I am one of many from the uh, from the court. I play for the uh, for the demon sultan. So you aren't like here for Trinumber. Trinumber is here also, in addition to you. Yeah. Uh, he points up into the sky in a particular at a particular angle, and then just writes Trinumber and points. What's he pointing at? He's literally just pointing up in the sky. Although, uh, if folks want to give me a retroactive spot hidden roll, you might remember something that was in. Uh, Frederick's apartment that now that now might make a bit of more sense. Failed. I got uh, regular. Mm -hmm. I think so. It looks like Gerald's Gerald's got it. Uh, Wraith's got it. I failed, but I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Out of character. <laughs> right. Um, Wraith and Gerald. Then one of the things you remember, because the the little confrontation you had with Samford in Frederick's apartment was quite quick, mainly focused around getting the theremin uh, from being smashed. But one thing you do remember is that there was a book on star constellations up on one uh, up on his shelf. That there was a a big chunky bookmark uh, sat out. But now that makes you think the guy Zahn's pointing up at the sky, and you've got a book on constellations referenced that there might be a. There might be a connection. He had is, a telescope, it, did he? Is it dark right now? It's getting dark. I mean, it, it's you know, summertime, so it won't be get, it won't be truly dark for a number of hours yet. But it's it's getting there. You don't really need a telescope to see constellations. That's all. Uh, it's all good and well. I mean, it's neither good nor well, but um, that that doesn't seem pertinent to the the time frame we're talking about we can find the face of god and the stars later i guess um what are we going to do because i don't think we can shoot this thing we could toss no. it a nuke when it gets here and uh... no <laughs> terrible idea Z zamble right how do you kill sound <gasps> we get it you... into a soundproof room you put it in a vacuum? He, he shakes his head and says, that won't help. You could um, mess with the signal, a counter frequency. Right. But how do yeah. we... Do, I, do you know enough music? Would, would I have any idea with uh, 16 signals? Mm. I would say that the, definitely what, uh, what Gerald was mentioning, that a, a counter melody, something that would disrupt the sound, a sound wave, would definitely be 
if you knew the right frequency, if you knew the tune, that yeah, that would definitely be there. There is science behind it. So I'd have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, have, have the you sheet got, music too. Have you also got Cthulhu Mythos? No, two uh, percent. Roll you it. can give me a mythos roll if you I want. I have 70 luck, so time to spend. Just make sure I'm in the threshold. I rolled 77. Ah. <laughs> well, given... Uh, we So we do know, yes, that you can... That, that uh, waves of sound will cancel each other out under the right circumstances. Yeah, yes. you can drown sound out. So perhaps there's some treatment we can do to that tape, not unlike what Wraith suggested, but a little more scientific. Uh, Measure the waveform and figure out an inverse of that waveform. I don't still, the problem is I don't know whether you would play that instead or simultaneously or... Probably instead. Uh, I mean, at that point, if we, we could just put it on a loop... Yeah. I don't know that it's I mean maybe put the the little whistle tune first so it you know it listens pays in. attention yeah, yeah and then yeah maybe scared away but I uh, I guess you I'll know, need a you computer with one? the software yeah. if you're discussing it as a group I'd say that everyone can also give me that mythos role to see if this is something that uh, suddenly again sparks a little little brainwave I uh what degree do I need? Uh, just a regular on a mythos roll. I'll spend nine luck for that. Oh, I was considering a rather. I I was considering twenty, time. so I was going to say I was considering twenty-two. <laughs> so let's go ahead with nine. Okay, and again, it's somewhat apt that because uh, Gerald's the one that came up with the initial idea of the uh, the counter melody. Again, you're thinking of how banishment rituals that you've read about uh, that how they generally work. Generally, there's a bit more than just performing the actions. You need an investiture of power to do this. Yeah. Uh, mechanically speaking, it requires a lot of magic points. Just playing, playing the tune or reversing it, as was suggested on the tape, that ain't going to be enough. You're going to need to physically play this thing and potentially, as a group, have enough, enough battery of power to be able to make this thing work. I see. You know what? Oh no. Oh no. You know what we need? We need the we need the band. I think we have to get the bass band together to play this. I I dealt with this uh in Istanbul. Uh we had some uh some crazy guys, you know, one-offs, not very powerful, but you get a bunch of them together and it's a whole nother ball game. If we okay. can get the band together and it, young, if you can figure out a counter melody to play, yes, we can all die when this thing takes the entire orchestra. The thing is, is that we're in the middle of a crisis. How, How do we convince, convince a band, the band right? to play? What if we just broadcast it in reverse or? I, I, I'm telling you, there's a, a a human element to this that's necessary. I don't know that much about how sound waves work, but don't they create a sine wave? And if you create the opposite sine wave, then it cancels itself out. Perhaps in conventional science, but we're talking about the 
supernatural here, quite frankly, with summonings and banishments. So I, I do agree there. Like, there might be a ritual aspect. Maybe we just give Gerald. him the give him what we'll call it. Give him uh, give him the guy. I mean, we're here to stop this from happening. Sometimes you got to sacrifice somebody. We didn't start this. That's why, if that's how you want to justify things, Wraith. I'm just species. saying, what if we sacrifice all of the people on this island because we don't sacrifice Frank? I, I think um, it's uh, we have enough time to experiment a bit. And if we don't find some satisfactory resolution, then we toss the poor mad musician into this gulf of space with a little old German man. I said Frank. I meant Fredericks. It was Neff. All right. Well, I will start <laughs> transcribing. If uh, Do you think Sergeant Holbrook will be able to help you at all? Yes. I would rather. Because each... Uh, each number on the frequency, they, they can actually correspond to a note. They might have to write it out if a band's going to play it. But how are we going to convince them? Are we going to blackmail Holbrook with the romantic, the the blackmail with uh, her romantic implications with rhetoric? I mean, to get her to Sergeant Howland has to, I mean, she will be confused by this request regarding the musical notation. But she is invested in the signals unit and concerned about Fredericks personally and has experienced operating that machinery and recognizing the waveforms and so on. I don't um, think she'll be that big a problem. Getting the band together when everyone's running around trying to prevent Armageddon in a very mundane way. Uh, Zahn, are you sticking around for a moment? Leibnizy? Uh, so, uh, he just, uh, Gerald kind of reaches over and passes his hand through the, the violin case. That's how we get Howland on board. And that's how we get, uh, the Sergeant commander, uh, the, the air base. We're getting this band. We're going to expose never... those two to, I mean, Mr. Zahn? what if you, what if you convince her that there's some sort of coded message in the music and that we need to hear it. I think that's a very viable route. Well, then we'd need to... It'd be easier just to tell her the truth so if we, can, we can get the counter melody. Well, you can... I mean, the, I think that Ray's suggestion was that we suggest not that it's a space alien that needs the counter melody, but an enemy. Might oh, we can just convince them that it's the, the Russians and we need to transcribe this as a counter melody. Right. Mm -hmm. The Cubans have found this thing that makes all our machines break down. And if we I can like that. invert it, we can stop the planes from blowing up and the lights from going off and people getting zapped. Okay. I'm on board with that. And that way we can requisition it some more, uh, you know, some instrumentation because it's for a rational Cold War purpose. And Sorry. if it doesn't work yeah. by 1015, we just throw Fredericks into the void. Again, yeah. the man's never going to serve again. He's a little shell-shocked. All right, so Mr. Zahn will come with us? 
Right. Well, unless there's a way to summon him, he might be a bit conspicuous walking around with us in his... Why? We're all military police? So we've captured the mysterious fellow that has been peering around the base and we're escorting him with us. Of course. We have he's... complete authority over this. <laughs> right. Actually, he's uh, he's uh, was coerced by the Cubans into working on this project and he's come over. He's a valued asset. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Russians, since he speaks German, not Spanish. He he evidently looks again like he's pondering for a second, and then he he just puts up a puts up a finger, and then as he does so, he starts to shimmer from about the head downwards, and slowly starts to just fade away and disappear. And within a couple of seconds, he's gone. A couple of seconds pass, and then he just starts to re, uh, starts to reappear again. God, he can turn invisible. Yeah, I. Uh, okay, that I, that is. At the moment, that doesn't require a sand roll because of circumstance, perhaps. <laughs> but I think I'll be dreaming about it if I live through the day. <laughs> well, there might be some other things you'll have uh, longer term dreams of if you get to that point. So <laughs> he's the least of your worries. <laughs> What a spy you would be, man! Oh my goodness. Um, and away. All right, he so is. so who's getting Howland and who's getting I I think Musgrave, right? If we get Musgrave, he owes us one. He can get us the band. All right, and Carl, you should go with uh, Eric here and convince Musgrave, right? Sure. And are are any of you going to actually get Fredericks because he is also potentially someone you can use? Yeah, if they find say. him, will they just take him? I, I'll ask uh, Zan. So, no, so do we no. need to keep him hidden? No, there's I a suspect response. we all look the same to them. Uh, he writes, Trunember will not be satisfied until the musician plays their response again. Hmm. The key thing there is get the musician to play. The guy needs to do his performance again to be taken. So you can you can get Fredericks out of the hospital. It's not he's not just going to disappear there and then. He has to perform to Tremember again. In fact, whoever takes his place or whatever you do, it will involve a performance. It's not just hand him over and he's gone. He's got to do stuff. Yeah, like we shouldn't wait till the last hour where. Or trying to force him to play at gunpoint, I'll, and he's not going to do it. I'll go to Fredericks and I'll assess him and see if he's actually even capable anymore of this. Do we have a um, good idea? Photocopy machine. We can make a copy of the music. Oh yeah, you you can definitely get that. Yeah, I'd like a copy so I can. I'll get to work listening to that frequency ah. and transcribing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you would, I guess it's it's a young and I should go to the station and, and start working on Sergeant Howland. She's got the technical material there and can help you start with the uh, musical part in addition to the uh, mathematical part. Probably Musgrave first, just to get the okay yeah. and the official cover. I mean, you if we want to split, this yeah. seems like the time to do it. Like, I, I don't mind going to get Musgrave if 
Eric comes with, I don't think I'll have a problem convincing him, even if he doesn't initially like it. Yeah, and I can already just I can just get started on transcribing just by being at the station. So mm-hmm. that'll save some time. Yep. And Dr. Longshaw, you're thinking Fredericks? What of Fredericks? I mean, the man's in the state, so we've got to uh, stand then. What what about you? Are you um, good with signals? I am. So I'm I, I need assist- all the help. Yeah, I, I could probably I'll probably stay here and assist you. All right. Actually, I think I've already offended Sergeant Howland, so maybe I won't go to that. I'll help Ray or Morrison if you think it's useful. Uh, your choice. I I would definitely welcome the help. Very good then. Right, thinking of it before I forget. Uh, as you're thinking about signals. Young and Gursky can give me a signals roll. Um, uh, regular pass, fifty-four. Okay, uh, I failed. I, I don't, and since you passed, I won't spend the luck. Okay, so Young's got uh, got them. What's your electrical repair or electronics like? My electrical repair is sixty. Okay, so pretty good. One other thing that does spring to mind, that's because there's a few bits of this that have been bounced around in the conversation. If you're looking at a group activity, whereby if you're going to need people to draw upon to be able to try and banish uh, this Trinembra using the counter, uh, the counter melody, if you're going to broadcast it through the, uh, through the tower, through the, uh, through the number station, if you pump enough power through the number station and you know that they've got a direct uh, direct line into the grid so there is a lot of power you could potentially draw from there it's it's a bit out there but you could potentially turn that mask into a massive theremin so what you what you'd effectively need though is you would need the electrical fields around the human body to be able to interact with the mast so if you were to get up on the mast and start uh, or have various people like the band or yourselves all going out there and positioning yourself at various angles, your own electrical field will interact with that of the mast and potentially use it as a massive musical instrument, therefore drawing power from everyone that is involved. I'll, I'll relay that. So if everyone holds hands. <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be a shit show. Should we sing Kumbaya? Yeah. <laughs> I'll put so, open-minded in our list of requirements for the band members. So you're going to hook us all up to a super theremin, yes. Like 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 a like 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 the like the cells of a car battery. <laughs> Why can't we just patch the theremin into the the whole broadcast system and have Fredericks play it? But then it would it would it, it would the idea is that if we did it this way, it would take power from all of us. Yes, instead of one person, which might not be enough. So Boom. think of us as batteries. Yeah. I, in mechanical terms, he is the only person performing a banishment at that point. He's the only source of magic points. If you have uh, other people involved in the performance, they get to contribute. Okay, well, you just tell me what to do. Just don't I mean, electrocute us all. 
Oh, nothing. Yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah, please don't overcharge the battery. Yeah, I'll be like touching if, if one of those Tesla us. balls, or your fingertips hit the electricity. It's fine. I got this. Okay. Um, but this would be so much easier if we could if we could have the uh, counter signal story that the Cubans are uh, in like. Introducing a new technology yeah, I mean, and this I, is a good way to counteract. I have it. yeah, uh, got that. I, yeah, yeah I, I have stealth and um, tradecraft. Could we like could we pass this off as like we're trying to like you know mess up their tra- their their communications so that they can't target the base with weapons or something? Yeah, because they've already been EMPing our base. That's exactly. the that's the cause. So yeah. you just have to tell Musgrave that or night. We'll, we'll start with Musgrave. If he can get us the band, we'll go with that. Knight might be a tougher sell. All right. Well, I don't want to just sit around my dick yeah, in my hand. I'm going to go. run off to the <laughs> station. Okay. So Gursky and Young are heading off to the number station. Yeah. And then you've got Longshore is heading off to the infirmary to have a word with Fredericks. And I think, um, Rafe, uh, while an assessment is uh, suitable, I think we need him out there regardless. After, even if he if he's not going to play, he might end up being an offering. But I don't think he's going to be any good to himself or anyone that's in the hospital. Uh, it's a matter of how much he needs sedation for you to get him someplace useful, perhaps, and whether you can be soothing. The doctor on staff is probably three sheets to the wind by now, so he shouldn't be too great an impediment. I don't think so. And I'm not sure that I can sedate um, Fredericks. He won't be able to participate if he's too out of it. Why? I'm going to use a combination of the truth and lies, you know, like Satan would do. It's tradecraft, as Gursky would say. Indeed. And so, yes, and we'll go off and talk to the brass. And I guess the invisible Hatson will be with us, or should Hatson go to the station? I know you were thinking more than no. Yeah, he gestures that either going with you or going to the station, either of those is fine for him. I mean, Morrison, your idea that if we can produce an invisible German man who could walk through things that will push bureaucracy. Yeah, that, that would be my uh, my last resort card for sure. Yeah. It's not good for containment, but it's good for convincing. Correct. Yes, uh, containment is priority two, three after Sultan nukes containment. Plus, who's going to believe this? That's true. If he if he were to talk, it would just be a demotion at best, early retirement. All right then. Good luck all. Uh, we'll and we're all going to return to the number station as soon as we've gathered our various materials. Yep. Right. Divide and conquer. GM's worst nightmare. Right. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's go with the number station first. So, 
Young and Gursky, you head down there, presumably by uh, by uh, Land Rover or other vehicle that you can you can get. You you get there basically. No no problems on that front. Along the way, you will notice a couple of things that there are increasing numbers of uh, refugees that are appearing on the base. Uh, there's lots of transport that's coming through from the main gate and then it's being mm-hmm. sent down to the uh, the hospital, not the infirmary, but the hospital itself, the main okay. uh, facility on base. Uh, they seem to be using that as a, a refugee centre. That's the place where they're basically holding them up like a massive hotel. <clears throat> so there's plenty of vehicles which are starting to pile up around there. Um, but also, you notice there's a lot of activity going on around the main airstrip. So you've got lots of technicians, you've got lots of uh, airbase personnel. They're over, they're like bees over a hive, and they're manic in that area. They're all swarming around the Vulcans. They're all seemingly working quite hectically, because everywhere you go on the way to the station, there is electrical problems that are becoming more and more visible. Uh, lights, even the even the street lights, are starting to buzz and starting to go bright and then pulse light and dark um, you can hear screamed or sounds like almost like screaming but sounds like electrical uh, screeching is probably a better word for it over loudspeakers and it definitely has the feeling that the whole place is starting to fall apart oh boy there's there's definitely an es- escalation of events happening in the background here uh, you get to the number station though and you can you obviously then go through the front desk or go through the guard desk rather and go inside, and Howland is still, um, it's Howland, isn't it? Yeah, Howland is still there. Um, pretty much you, you would go into the main control room and find her legs stuck out from under the main desk as she's like a mechanic trying to, uh, there's wires hanging down that she's trying to put back in place. And she she hears you coming in. Oh, who's, who's that? Uh, it's us, Victor Young and Stan Gersey. Oh, hello. We're hello just there. here what? for some uh, secondary checks. Oh, okay. I was hoping you'd come to lend a hand. Uh, fat chance. <laughs> She's still evidently uh, still doing repair work. So I'll explain to Stan. So my idea is the more people we have connected to this theremin, like a battery, yeah, that won't actually... We won't, we won't even have to care about their musical skill because that will just alter the theremin itself. It'll just fall on the musician to adjust for the different uh, bits of uh, electrodes, so, electrons so from the people. We're playing the keys of the theremin and the battery cells. No, we don't have to play anything. We just have to be No, there. I'm saying we are we are standing in as the keys of the theremin exactly. and the battery cells, and he will play us, I guess. Right. So musical talent wouldn't even matter. It's just... Right. I hope so, because I don't think any of us have that. <laughs> True. Now, I'm going to start reading out these frequencies. I want you to write them down on All a piece right. of paper. Okay. Every interval, and each frequency actually corresponds to a note, and we can find a counter frequency for each okay. number we write down. Uh, so we'll start doing that. Gotcha. Just trying to find the, uh, the right section here for you. Uh, 
you know that moment where you think i know i've read this somewhere in my in my own notes and i can't yep. where it is <clears throat> happens to me all the time yes <laughs> And you know what's right here. <laughs> but you yeah. can't find it. I'm thinking somewhere. the more people we have, the less likely it'll kill us all. Ah, here we go. Uh, to compose a counter melody, normally this would be you could uh, you would need to make an art craft music role, but because you've got a rational scientific background for it, Hell I yeah. will allow uh, signals to substitute for that. All right. Uh, since I'm being assisted, can I get a bonus die? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Stan. This one's for you. Uh, 70, yeah, no that's a failure. <laughs> uh, all right. I got a 57 out of 60. Okay, there's regular successes all you all need. Right, You've got, right. That oh. gives you the space of the scientific basis to say, okay. this is what the melody needs to be. Right. So that will be able to inform everyone that is going to partake what they need to do. So this will allow you to bring in other people to do the, um, to do the necessary battery role. Again, going into mechanics, what each participant is going to need to do, if you turn the mass into a theremin, uh -huh. everyone that gets involved needs to perform a, success, a successful dex role to be able to position themselves correctly. Anyone that is then successful in that role can then add magic points into the banishment attempt. So you're correct. It doesn't require their magical skill, uh, their, mis uh, their musical skill at all. They are purely there as batteries. Yep. They're the keys. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've transcribed sheets upon sheets at this point. <laughs> yeah. And they're all yeah. numbers. We actually need to have a musician look at this. <laughs> Yeah, that that'll be that'll be kind of your lead for the uh, for the banishment. All right. And to actually convert the uh, convert the mast, that will require uh, just increasing the power. You don't need to do a roll for that. Oh, uh, the wow. main thing, yeah. Uh, the main thing will be just making sure that you have a your leader here. Um, you've got the time to do it, and you're. You're professionals, you know exactly, you've got the skill to be able to do it, it's just the time needed and you've got hours, so you are covered for, for getting this all sorted. We try and convince Emma to maybe just... Does she, does she know the theremin? I don't think she knows it as well as uh, Fredericks. We might be able to ask her, well, just we would, to have a backup. If, 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 if you ask her about that, she says, I, I know that he's got it, um, he's played it a couple of times. One of his... Yeah. Um, one of the kind of things that we do in the sergeant's mess when we perform there is he's he's got a gimmick. He's he's got this little shtick that he likes to do is that he likes to bring out a different instrument every few weeks. Okay. And so he's been um, he's been playing on the theremin for a, uh, for about two weeks now. Uh, he picked it up in some cheap music uh, music shop in Limassol where he's where where he gets most of his stuff there. Oh, he's really a virtuoso. He's yeah, he just yeah, pick yeah. up an instrument and then play masterpieces what about you are you any good at the theremin have you tried oh I, I, she shakes her head with a very very much a hell no kind of reaction no i'm i'm, I'm good uh, pianist but i'm i'm not that kind of uh, i'm not a virtuoso where i can turn to any instrument yeah i guess you can't convert the radio mass to a piano <laughs> she kind of looks at you uh, kind of like a what the hell inside joke <laughs> You know, MPs. 
Yeah. Uh, but carry on. Actually, you know what? I have time. I'll help fix the electronics to just get some goodwill. Okay. Yeah. We'll say between you, it's laborious work, but it's not complicated. And this this is a purely mundane electrical fire that ripped through here. So it's just a case of re rewiring everything. This also helps yeah. us because it keeps the entire number station like safe. I don't want anything to go wrong. <laughs> Good plan. All right. And I said Gersky's going to help out on that. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, meanwhile, then, you've got Wraith on his own heading over to the infirmary. <laughs> right, you head over there. And when you get over there again, there's this sense that there is stuff building up here. Um, you can see that there are plenty more people being wheeled in that seem to be brought in via uh, ambulances on, on site, uh, being wheeled in, some with various electrical burns, others with more prominent injuries that looks like they've been caught in other fires or even a couple of the log explosions or heavy, heavy material having fallen on them. More people are getting injured and a couple of them that you're, being, you're seeing being wheeled through, you're fairly sure they're going to end up in a body bag. There are people dying out there with what's going on. I am extremely cautious because the last time I went into this area, I saw that thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like walking, stopping, looking around, <laughs> oh, <laughs> making my way to where Frederick's is. Yeah. You cannot hear the Lincolnshire poacher being played anywhere here. So you tentatively, uh, creep through the infirmary uh, into that ward and you don't hear anything, but you do get to Fredericks's room where you find the nurse um, standing over Fredericks and Fredericks is awake. Oh. So yeah, she, she turns, uh, she turns over to you. Says, oh, you again. How's the patient dog? Uh, uh, nurse. Yeah. He's, he's been awake for a few minutes now. I was actually going to go and get the, uh, get the doctor. Oh, excellent. I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here. And okay. I'll, I'll pull up a chair so that I'm sitting next to his bed. Mr. Fredericks, I am uh, I'm Dr. Wraith Longshaw. Uh, I arrived uh, uh, shortly after uh, you uh, fell ill. Do you recall anything of what happened to you? His eyes open a little wider when you say about remembering. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it all happened so, so suddenly. Um, he notices the fact. Are you presumably you're still wearing your MP uniform? Yeah, yeah. Um, he obviously clocks that, and maybe tempers his response accordingly. Yeah, I don't remember too much. I remember that I was on duty at the uh, the station, and that I I heard something. I um I I submitted a report to the uh, to the base commander, uh, to Group Captain Knight a, a few days ago, and I was monitoring some some disturbance on the on the rate on the radio frequency, but whatever happened happened so so fast that i just i don't i don't really fully understand what what happened i understand 
Um, you play the theremin, don't you? He looks a little, his eyes open a little bit wider, like a concerned. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. I play at this, the sergeant's mess. What's, uh, what's that got to do with, with anything? I, uh, I look around. It's just the two. It's of like, you. yeah. I, uh, I show him the, uh, the music. Oh, Your piece, um, something you composed. Um, yeah, uh, you, you must have got that from from my quarters. So your uh, quarters were ransacked by I can't remember his name. Oh, um, Samford. Samford. Um, I don't know in a fit of whatever jealous rage. Don't worry about that. Uh, he's been disciplined. Uh, your. Um, Can you, can you, can I tell you something? It, it's going to sound unbelievable. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing to you if you wanted to know where that came from. <laughs> the um, the signal that's been transmitted has been carrying your uh, your theremin music. It's. Uh, do you know what the distance is on the transmission? How far it can reach? Well, I was hoping all the way to Lyra. Yeah, I think it's reaching even farther than that. I think that somehow, some thing has answered your signal. Um, have you um, seen? Answered my signal. I was answering theirs. You're answering their signal. It yeah, was, yeah. yeah. It, um, it's here somewhere. We don't know what it is. We don't know that it's even from this universe. He he looks astounded, not in a kind of shocked, disbelieving way. I. I, I honestly thought that if I was the one saying that, that I would be, people would think I'm a lunatic and here you are saying exactly what, what I've, what I know. I've seen it. Yeah. You, they, they're here that the aliens have come here. Yeah. And their intention, believe it or not, is to find um, gifted musicians. They aren't like us. But, and that's why, that's why they haven't contacted you directly. They actually don't know who you are or where you are, but they are here looking. We need to send a counter signal back to them. Um, we're currently in the process of trying to figure out how we can turn the control tower into a gigantic theremin. Uh, we have one of our people working on the, the music, but we need you to assist us. We need you to play the theremin. How are you feeling? Uh, conf confused. Confused, yes. Uh, I mean, I... This, is, this is a first contact we, we're not exactly sure. 
I told this to the group captain. I told him that I, I knew I heard something. And when I, when I triangulated it and tried to find out where it was from, I told him it was coming from the stars. I told him it was coming from Lyra. And that the only thing that could come from space was a transmission from an alien intelligence. This is our first contact. This is World Contact Day. And yeah, but here's the thing. The situation here in Cyprus has gotten kind of ugly. There's already a bit of panic that's going on everywhere, and we don't want to cause any more of it. So we're keeping this hush-hush. Um, me and my colleagues are actually came here because we also picked up the signal, and uh, we've arrived just just earlier today but right now there's a lot of interference that's going on on the base people are panicking people are being injured by electrical discharges um we need you to help us um are you feeling up to getting up and out of bed um he gets out of bed all right i'll help him i'll help him get to get uh clothes on do you need food or how are you you're yeah, probably could, pretty hungry. I, I could do with a bite to eat. If you grab a sandwich or something from the from the canteen, that would be that'd be fine. I'll, I'll go get that for you, but don't don't talk to this. Don't talk about this to anyone. Not everybody knows. No, he, he um mums the word. This could be the most important event that's ever happened to our world. You you don't need to do any persuasion here. That you are you are preaching to the choir. Um, this guy believed he was going to be the one to achieve first contact himself, and you are basically buttering his ego. So, yeah, he, he's on board. <laughs> Good man. I will bring back, bring you uh, turkey, ham. I, I'll, I'll take whatever you got. All right. So I will leave, and I will detour to at least contact one of them on my way to the food, and then. I will return with the food. Gotcha. Right, um, right. We have radios. I, 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 I forget that. <clears throat> I'm used to being unable to contact people in different rooms because it's 1923. But we we have requisition <laughs> radios. Technology. <laughs> that that's great because it's a wait. He has no idea that this thing was the wrong thing. Well, dang, Holbrook, if. Uh... If we need him to play the song again, we just tell him to, I guess. He doesn't seem to have any compunction about bringing this back, as traumatic as it was for him. Yeah, I think he I think he got zapped rather than <laughs> rather than tapped on the shoulder. Yeah. And that's why he's uh well, we'll see how compass mentis he is. Uh, it means, though, uh, Morrison, we don't need the musicians necessarily. It sounds like we just need bodies. Does that mean we tell Musgrave less and gather up a bunch of refugees and take them to the... I'm not comfortable with using refugees. Um, from the side that they are refugees, that's part of why it was kind of nice to have the band. They are soldiers. This is part of what we came in for i appreciate that but the the only thing being that with everything in chaos musgrave's going to say oh i can't afford a single man they're just holding down things as it is whereas he it's doesn't a, care what happens to people from the island 
there is a fair point to that. Uh, I, I mean, if if we have to, we have to. I, I guess. Right. Um, we ask the man for what we need, and if he doesn't give it to us, we go about things other ways. I, I, yeah, I suppose, and he's just uncomfortable with that. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's worrying. Um, yeah. Also, okay. I, I don't know refugee status. Uh, Young was saying we'd have to like jump around on this thing. I don't know that I. I mean, unless you're talking about grabbing the refugee kids and trying this, uh, I don't know how many people are going to be up for. Well, and also it seems, yes, in terms of following orders, you know, if you see a proper army marching band, they know where to stand and stay there until they're told to move. And that is helpful. Yeah. I'll be honest. I have no visual idea of if it sounded like Young was just going to have us climb a power pylon. Is that. And as I under, I've seen the theremin played on television, and you don't actually touch the thing; you just hold your hand near it. But you know, they'd have to leap thirty feet in the air or something. I don't know exactly. I think it's going to be a different sort of theremin. It's, it's going to be going an approximation. To be very, very exciting. It's going to be very, literally quite. There'll be many cells excited <laughs> by the fields in play. Uh, all right. Uh, so we approach Musgrave's office, buttoned up. Yeah. And we're I, taking a visible or an invisible zone. I think invisible, unless you uh, think we want yeah. him out at the beginning. No, he'll, we'll, we'll present him if proof is necessary. Yes. Okay. So he, he fades away and you get the impression that he is following you. Otherwise, when you get to the, uh, the SHQ, uh, when you get to Musgrave's office, you arrive at the same point that Palmer uh, is there. And as you, as he is stood by the door, he kind of looks at you with a kind of, not a degree of shock, but a little bit of surprise. Oh, that, that was quick. And then Musgrave opens the door, comes out and says, oh, that, again, echoing what Palmer says, that, that was quick. Uh, we were just going to see where, see whereabouts you were. Uh, the, the group captains asked for an update, so if you want to follow me. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, we, we might have a word before we get to his office. I, it'll have to be a very quick one as he's kind of walking and talking at the same time. Yes. Uh, do you have any, uh, are you aware at all that um, Frederick submitted a support, a report uh, to Knight already about the interference he was receiving at the signal station? The number station? Uh, I'm not aware of any such report. It wouldn't have had to go through you. Could have, Fredericks could have submitted it directly, yes? Uh, in theory, it could have done, yes, if it was something that he believed was particularly important to go straight to the top. Yes. Uh, it's in, it, it, We're just uncertain as to why your superior didn't do anything about the matter earlier. We're concerned uh, that Knight might be suspicious or something about we have a we have an idea about what's going on with the interference so i guess we'll take it to him and oh good because i think he's he wants answers yeah partial ones we can offer mm-hmm. okay and you end up walk by that point you've walked down the corridor to where knight's office is uh musgrave knocks on the door at which point you hear this very angry come in on the other side and you are shown into the same room that you've been previously 
uh, Nike slams uh, the black phone down on his desk, gets up and pretty much just points a finger directly at uh, Holbrook and Morrison. I want answers and I want them now. What the fuck is going on on my base? Sir, yes, sir. There's a, a, a complicated electronic interference pattern that's being operated on frequencies. It's a new technology. We don't know whether it's Soviet, but we suspect it's certainly enemy-based. It has to do with uh, the the irregular broadcasts that were we found the recording of the irregular irregularity from the number station. We're actively countermanding it now. We will need personnel at the number station uh, to complete uh, reparations and um, facilitate the conversion of the signal we're working on. We should be able to neutralize this interference completely. Uh, before the next signal goes out. I love it when the PCs have a, st- a coherent story they can immediately blam straight down on, uh, straight down on the desk. Um, give me your choice of either fast talk or, uh, or tradecraft. Oh, tradecraft might be my best way out. It's still... That might have just saved our bacon. <laughs> As it's we true. were discussing, we were talking exactly about interpersonal uh, persuasive. I, the two of us I, are. I, I, I don't suppose that he could get a bonus die because we can talk to a story ahead of time. Oh, but having that story to lay down straight, uh, straight away gives gives him the role. So, ah, true. Our, our bonus die is invisible behind us at the moment. <laughs> That's that, that will be where if it comes down to persuade to say, "Hey, I've got proof." Uh, so I have a. I can spend only twelve to get a regular trade craft. If regular you look dubious, all right, twelve it is, and I feel relief. Right? Yeah. I mean, he looks at you, and that kind of anger suddenly disappears. Not suddenly disappears, but disappears slowly as you realize that he's taking this in and going, "This actually kind of makes some kind of sense." And he, he nods and says, "So." You're saying this? There aren't saboteurs on the base. This has been done remotely from some from somewhere else. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the signal. It's a signal. It's a. It's a um, in, intrusion uh, that is a frequency based. It's. Uh, we think it's new stuff. And if we can neutralize it today, we might also be able to gain the technology and use it against them, and certainly neutralize it if they try it in the future. Well, that, that's definitely something for you guys. That's that's above my pay grade. And the, the major problem I've got at the minute is that there's systems that are going haywire all over the base. And I don't dare get the even think about getting the Vulcans up in the air because I don't want them crashing mid-takeoff. Uh, oh, 100%, all, we agree, sir. Yeah, I've got the tech, every, basically every technician I can, bar uh, pretty much bar Howland, um, hmm. down, uh, down at the... Uh, the hangars trying to get those planes operable but the minute you give me you give me the all clear to say that whatever signal it is that's doing this is clear i'm sending them up so i want to be in constant update with you guys to find out what's going on and the minute you give me the all clear i'm getting them in the air understood sir very sensible uh sergeant Howland has been very helpful by the way and i i have a report that she's been uh, has made excellent progress on repairing the damage from the electrical fire. Um, so we'll uh, be on our way. Um, we have the authority to pick up, say, um, six uh, other members of the staff, eight, to help us with the final preparations. We need to move cable, and uh, we just need to requisition some people who weren't 
inactive, you know, roles? Oh, I mean, we've had five people killed already by this uh, by this craziness that's happened here. They're, I've just had an update from the infirmary, hence why that's uh, why I wanted to call you guys in. Um, I, mean, I can I can spare a few people. I mean, obviously, you've got Palmer here. Uh, Palmer, who was is looking quite stunned by your explanation here, uh, suddenly now looks like a bit like rabbit in headlights, going, "Me? What am I doing?" And the um, the group commander turns around to him and says, "Look, man, you you can work, you can work an excavator if you need to lay uh, lay piping or cabling, like they're saying that you're you're the, you're the man for the job. You're you're a leading aircraftman for God's sake." He just uh, he then nods like, okay. And you're not afraid of heights, are you, Palmer? I I'd be a very poor uh, poor Great. aircraft in the in the RAF <laughs> if I back. didn't like Great. going up. <laughs> Wonderful. Good. He might be uh, perfect, perfect to help us uh, organize some of the lesser men. Uh, yeah, like uh, he says that he can spare you. Um, the D10 is on your side. Um, he can spare you seven other uh, people along with Palmer, so that gives you eight in total. Excellent. Very good, sir. The, the more the merrier, as it were. The more the quicker we should be able to get it all clear. Uh, and we'll be Thank in you. touch directly. Yeah, get, get to it. Gerald is walking down the corridor doing math in his head. Okay, so we went from... <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah. um, Palmer, uh, it's going to be a very interesting evening. Don't worry about a thing. Uh, we are uh, actively figuring out how to reverse this signal, and it should be we should be clear by midnight. Yeah, he he nods. Uh, you can see that definitely there's some kind of skepticism going on behind his eyes, but he uh, when he gets out of Knight's office, uh, he he looks at you and says, "Look." I got the feeling you were holding something back about the, that whole incident that went down at the um, about the, at the bar down at the marina with those guys. I've already made my concerns known to the base commander, so that's probably why he was a little bit pissed when you came in. Um, I don't know what you've got going on, but something something smells fishy to me. This just seems, I don't know, something just don't fit right with me. But I've got my orders. I'm going to follow it through. But I'm just, I'm just saying, if you've, if you've got something, I would like to know what the hell is going on. I'll, I'll be a hell of a lot more cooperative and can be a hell of a lot more useful if I'm just being told the truth. Understood. Good man regarding the orders. Uh, when we get, when we get things set up at the, at the number station, if, if things go as we understand them or anticipate them to do, things will become much clearer, much faster. I don't. I'm not um, withholding information because of a lack of trust or a lack of faith in your competence. It's because the situation is so unusual that I don't want you to doubt our sense, our good sense. Um, I was thinking, Morrison, uh, do you suppose that Sanford is still uh, on the scene of his breaking and entering and handcuffs? Almost certainly, yes. Do you think we should pick him up on the way, just as an extra soul? Um, my only concern is that uh, he, he doesn't seem like the team player. 
True. Should we tell the MPs then that he might still be lying in Frederick's living room floor? That's quite a good idea, yes. Um, and uh, Musgrave, a, a second, uh, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, you, you can dive into his office. Yeah. Uh, All right. What do, you, what do you got? Two small things. Um, first, how much do you trust Palmer? He does do that breather is the teeth moment. Leading our craftsmen are always looking for the next rung, uh, way to get mm-hmm. up the ladder. He is a man that's connected. He has a lot of strings to pull and he he's ambitious. He wants up the chain. I wouldn't be surprised if he sees this as an opportunity to just further his own career. So he's out for number one and treat him accordingly. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, okay, that's that's fine. That's all good and well. Keep an eye on him. Something something's hidden wrong with him. Um, secondly, can we get some uh, some rifles for tomorrow? Rifles? It's to deal with your little problem. We need to be at a distance. Oh right, right. Um, I can arrange. I can arrange something to be brought up from the armory. That's not a problem. Good man. Good man. All right, that's all I have. Right, no problem then. So after the races, yeah, a little bit of montage or time passing. Uh, you have your seven um, members of staff, which are brought, uh, which are brought up. Um, along with Palmer, gives you eight, and as on mass, you can go down over a few, uh, over a few Land Rovers. We'll get you back down to the number station. So ultimately, people can congregate, uh, can converge there. I'm wondering if we have to wait for a certain time or we can just play this and then all our problems will stop. I think the thing is here somewhere. So I don't think you have to wait for a particular time. Okay. That would be attractive. No time like the present then. I expect that if it were early, nothing will happen. Whereas if we're late, it'll be catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense too. Um, so, uh, and and at this point, Longshaw's brought Fredericks back as well. Yep, he's probably going to be the uh, the last one to turn up because Fredericks needs to get dressed and then needs to do. You need to find transport from there. Start yeah, of our so, show. Yep, the rest of you are there, and then indeed Fredericks turns up with uh, with Longshaw and another Land Rover. So there's getting a collection of vehicles out the front here. Treat Fredericks as if he's the most important person here. I'll I'll clap <laughs> so and have everyone start clapping for Fredericks. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they he looks a bit kind of perplexed, but uh, uh, thank you for the uh, warm, warm welcome. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't aware there was going to be so many people here. What's the? Uh, what, I'm going to explain the theremin and how to work it from the 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 mast, really. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to go for like a warm up, we can try that. So it's not a complete. Hit. Failure. He'll need to know positions, and yeah. that's we're here. You can tune us by moving us around. Gotcha. Yeah. So, just so I understand, are, do we have to get up on this thing? Like, are, are we getting suspended, uh, kind of in like harnesses, or how are we getting up there? Don't uh, fall. In the control room, I mentioned there is a ladder up in one corner, which goes to a hatch, which then gets you onto the roof. 
uh, when you get to the mast itself, there are then ladders that go up to the different arms that then go off the main mast. So you go, you're going up there and then basically standing free form or posing at, an, at various positions to be able to make <laughs> this the right. This is fun. Oh, right. So, oh, so like this is the tower yeah. and we have to get into positions here mm-hmm. so that he can make the signal here. Yeah. But then other people are going actually up to be yeah. those signals and they'll be, okay. so there, there's going to be a bit of choreography. So it's a good I'll, thing. I'll be at the power controls just to make sure everything's all set the power. So, okay. Well, Young, you said this was a, um, we're going to have to be on our toes. So I'm going up with uh, these gents. And I'll stand about a half a mile away and conduct. <laughs> I was about to ask, where is everyone? Because this is important. Where is everyone? I mean, I, I think as many of us, should, like how, how many people do we have going up not counting us? Uh, we've got eight going up there. You've got Palmer and volunteers. And then there's also uh, uh, Ms. Howland, Sergeant Howland, is around and can, you know, she might be needed inside. And from what, um, and from what I understand, only the the keys slash battery cells can can contribute to the to the yeah to the ritual itself. Right. Yeah. Um, we obviously need to rehearse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. a bit without put, putting the full power on. They can try a, a chromatic scale or something. And I'm also going to brief Fredericks on this new piece that we've transcribed and have so him that, look at it for any yeah. indiscretions. Gotcha. And that's what I I want to, I want to make sure that we don't need to play Frederick's piece just at a greater power, but want to actually invert it. Did he, because he was welcoming first contact, was this a homing beacon and perhaps a go away will be helpful? Or do they actually need to hear, is this, in what sense does Cadenza respond to the signal that he heard? Well, he um, he can explain a bit more about what, what he actually, how all this has all happened. Uh, I was at the, the station a few, uh, over a few nights ago and I heard music being played over uh, the broadcast that we were sending out on the same frequency. Uh, long story short, I, I t- contacted the base commander. He told me to triangulate it and find out where it was coming from, thinking it might be interference outside the base. It, it wasn't outside the base on the ground. It was from a, it was aliens. It's from it's from Lyra. It's the uh, the constellation. I thought it was maybe some some flying saucer that was up in uh, up in orbit that was corresponding to where the constellation was but it was the the only thing it struck me as it could be is an invitation that there were three bars of the same music then there were two bars or it was think of it as track a a a then there was b blank b and then c c c so it was an invitation to fill in that blank and I had to listen to it. I had to try and transcribe it. I had to try and then find a way to play the thing. And it was, it was tough, not impossible, but tough. And I sent the response thinking that that was then a, a signal to, or a sign to say, here's intelligent life, come down and have a word with us on planet earth. And I was thinking this is going to be, this, this is like history in the making. This is putting my name in, in history as one of the most important people to make contact with an alien race. Well, Victor has been composing the what we believe will be the response. Uh, yeah, um, 
it doesn't require a psychology role, but when he says that, there's a look of horror that go, a flash of terror that comes across his face just for a moment and then goes away again. Yeah. But there's yeah, no the, the, there's, there's no need to be nervous. I'm afraid, Fredericks, you were right, broadly speaking, but it wasn't an invitation so much as an audition, and your piece has been accepted, but not in a way that will bring anyone any joy. Um, what, what do you mean? The, uh, the audition that you heard and responded effectively to is to be taken away from Earth and our plane of being. Um, so if you don't want to accept that invitation, we want tonight's performance to be effective. Yeah, uh, he looks quite stunned. Looks over at Longshore and looks back. Uh, looks back at Holbrook. Uh, what? What do you mean they were going to take me away? They were going to take me to that. Again, that kind of look of horror comes back over his face. You, you're getting the impression he saw something when uh, when he performed. Uh, yes, that's the unfortunately your enormous talent um, was responded to by something terrifying. Um, and we're trying to just say it was a mistake and it should go back to its own plane of reality. That's the that's the goal tonight. Uh, you did, you know, you did marvelously and you've got a great future ahead of you if we can send that thing back where it came from, those things. This, you know, as he, he says that, he pauses, looks over at, uh, over at Howland and then turns back, turns back to you. This, this thing poses a threat to, to us all here. Indeed. He, he looks back over at Howland, you can see a, there's definitely a look that goes goes over his eyes, like this is something I've got to do. You got to save turns, us all. Yeah. And he, he turns turns back to you and says, "Let's do it." Right, good man. It's going to be resolute. It's going to be a magnificent performance. All right, I will take up station at the power control just to make sure everything's okay. I gotcha. think I'm going to go up with them. Good man, Stan. Yeah, we gotta have a, we should have a couple people up there to make sure that this goes right. Mm. Yes, I'll take a position on the tower. That's going to be the harder role, and um, I believe in it. Some of the, you know, the 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 folks that we conscripted into this mm -hmm. might might be as cautious or mindful of the role. Does anyone among us have a particularly commanding presence to whip the? Innocence into shape. Oh, we've all got MP on us. They'll, they're soldiers. Mm -hmm. They'll listen to us if we tell them to do something. We don't need to ask them. That is it's true. Good to have, it's good to have motivation beyond. I mean, the island's gone crazy and we send nuts. I just thought if anybody was particularly good at giving you know, patent speeches, it would be all right. All right, men, we're all about to die. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, no. Look, if you don't do this, we're all going to probably explode in a <laughs> nuclear bloodbath. So 
So to save Up us you all, go. you're going to have to explode. <laughs> well, uh, I'm doing the math. The, it's much better to have 11 than three. So uh, <laughs> based on previous experience, I think we might survive. Yes. Okay. None of us are great at uh, encouragement. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, also, Young and Longshaw, uh, side note. Keep, if Palmer makes it down and we don't take a look in his thing I don't something's not adding up with him he's too nosy and I think he wants Musgrave's spot I wouldn't be shocked if he leaked uh, some of this to Cartal just to get Musgrave out okay. just a thought uh, there's bound to be some blackmail on him we'll look for it well, you know he deals drugs, so... And uh, he'll make it down, no problem. It's going to be... That's again, the spirit. It's going to be a fine <laughs> performance, that's all. And there's no whiskey in this coffee at all. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm getting the power ready. Gotcha. All right, let me go through the steps you need to do here. So, you've got the power set up, so that's no problem. You've got the... Uh, transcript so you know where to position everyone so, all right the first bit is there are a number of penalty dice that are going to be applied to this uh, you've got Fredericks as being the the main lead for the uh, for the banishment because he's the one that's going to perform it but he is using a massive instrument in fact he's using a building to uh, perform this which is a little bit outside of the scope of a normal musician's uh, talent. Although he is still a virtuoso, so uh, that is the big favour for him. He needs to make an extreme art craft music role, but he has three penalty die to begin with. What this is going to uh, what this is going to do with your efforts are trying to remove those penalty die before you then make the roll. So I'm not going to make this roll. This is definitely one that uh, one that you guys can uh, can make for him. Each participant, other than the leader that's involved in this, so all the guys that are on uh, on the mast, need to give me a dex roll. And for everyone that succeeds on the dex check, that will remove a penalty die. You've got 11 people up there. The chances are you're going to succeed. Um, if you all want to give me a roll to, uh, to speed speed the process up the average dex of the person that's going to be up there is 60 so throw um for go through those 11 rolls and um, um, yourself plus the eight from the npcs and let me know how many you've got if you've got three then it takes away all of his penalty die one success mm -hmm. i got it let's first we'll do us extreme <laughs> right. um there you go <laughs> i got a hard i don't know if that matters no it's, it's irregular okay. all you need for that so even just between the three rolls there, you've got all three are giving you, uh, taking away rather, a penalty die from him. Um, uh, 34, that's a regular. Mm -hmm. That's a hard, no, yeah, it's a regular. Right. Uh, the main thing also we need to find out is how many people fail because they're not going to be able to contribute magic points to this. All right, I got uh, 60 for one of the other random guys. Yep, six is a success. Oh, this soldier rolled a two. He's up there balancing on the top, balancing on one foot. God. He was in the he was in the ballet before this. Fifty-three. 
and I, and I get one of each on a couple of them, so I think that yeah. Gets There's no failed soldiers yet. I know I got a failure on one. Oh, okay. On one. Yep. So it looks like we have two failures so far, or oh, two, or two, three, so three, three. Okay. So that means you've got we also including one, yourselves two, as eleven. Two. So minus you've got seven people that can uh, that can draw magic points into this. Okay. Now, in terms of the banishment effect, before we do the role itself for Fredericks, we're going to calculate what mm -hmm. the percentage is for the, uh, for the actual banishment role. Fredericks himself needs to spend, or uh, needs to, because uh, it's all going to ch channel through him, 12 magic points are what you need to begin with. That gives you a 5% chance to banish Cherembra. For every additional magic point that you spend, that will give you an additional 5%. What is the number that you need to worry about with magic points? When you expend more than you've got, then it comes off hit points. Okay. Now, Fredericks himself, we'll get to Fredericks' sheet. Uh, Fredericks has a total of 16 magic points. So he can cover the base 12 without any issue. How many do you want to spread between the rest of your subjects, given that you've got seven people that are contributing? And we'll say for the NPCs in question, they've got an average of 10 magic points each. So they've got a power 50. How, how many do we need? 19. How much you want the percentage chance to be to succeed. Oh. If you add 19 magic points, it'll be 100%. So just go to one hundred percent. That's much cheaper. Yeah, let's, let's two magic split points two. like each person. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Great. Well, and yeah. that will still leave potentially if you need to do it again. Yeah. You're not yeah. uh, you're not draining them to the point okay. where they can't do it. Assuming and there's that, not any negative effects for failure, this is. And that's enough that we can explain it as weird electricity fatigue or something, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you've obviously you're doing this after you've practiced for a little bit. So as you're saying, you've got time to uh, do a dry run and you've still got time before midnight. Uh, I would say you've got about an hour. So this comes up to literally the 11th hour. It's 11 o'clock by the time that you are ready to go. And this thing so it gives you time for your performance and subsequent other attempts if need be. Right. So we're up to uh, we're up to now doing the role itself. Fredericks <laughs> gets uh, gets ready, kind of cracks his knuckles. Howland steps uh, steps back in the room and just watches with a degree of concern. Crazy. You're all up there doing your uh, uh, trying to banishment through interpretive dance, cramp rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me a con roll to see if you can hold that uh, hold that <sighs> position for so long. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Fredericks, uh, who would like to roll for him? I'm going to say that um, you can use your luck to modify his roll. So this can oh, give you an opportunity for I'll, which player do you want to make this yeah. roll? Hi! I've, I've got 70 luck. Wait, you have 70? Yes. You still have... Okay, Correct. fuck, I thought I had a lot with like 60. <laughs> you do it. You're the one, on, you're the one behind all right. the electric board. I, I'm, I'm flipping levers. All right. All right, Fredericks. Right, he... He begins, he looks at the tune you've got uh, transcribed and then begins to play. 
Any uh... there is there is this crazy cacophony that starts oh uh, spreading through the air. Um, Fredericks has a skill of music, any instrument, ninety. So you okay. need to get an eighteen or less. Oh boy, Fredericks, let's go. One, two. You know what to do. <laughs> Boom. Uh, sixteen. Right off the bat, hey, no expenditure. <laughs> right. In which case, yet yeah, he starts to move almost like he is part of the instrument. He starts to bend around this thing. He starts to move his arms in ways that you thought mainly almost resemble an, almost like, a, like a fit of some kind. Um, you can see Howland again looking on concernedly. Uh, Zahn at this point starts to fade into uh, reality at the back of the room watching with a degree of interest uh, as if he knows what's going on and he isn't stopping Fredericks. If anything, you can see he's almost trying to encourage the guy playing, that there's definitely this look of, you can do it, on his, uh, on his silent face. Those of you upon the mast, and even, in fact, in the building as well, start to hear this music start to play and then it it's odd it's some almost like a shift in perception you don't just hear the music you can feel it you can taste it you can you all your senses start to get jumbled up um welcome to the lovely world of synesthesia when you can start to taste colors etc i need a hard power roll from everyone please Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. Twenty-five. Is, is a pass. Yeah. I'll six spend six luck. luck. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hard. Okay. So yep. Your yeah, sounds are tasted. Uh, touch is heard. Colors are smelt. Your senses are all crossed. Um, what the success on the hard power roll does is that you do not have a penalty die on every roll that is going to be made after this. So you are at least able to remain functional while your senses are all over the place. But you can, because you are now able to see sound, you see descending from the uh, from the sky above you this thing that resembles a, it's essentially a sound wave. This thing moves through the air, coming down from the uh, coming down from the scars, and it's it's beautiful in one way, but terrifying in another. Um, you can give me a sanity check for uh, for seeing the outer god appear. Just barely passed. Ninety four. No, passed. Just a little over. I'm w- I'm waiting for it. Okay, well, pass is good. Pass is only one. Oh, mm-hmm. failure is two d ten. Ooh, it's the, it, the and this is the nicer one. I thought you were about to toss. All right, so if you pass, it's a d twenty, and if you fail, it's okay. a d one hundred. Because I'm averting my eyes. You know, it's ironic that I spent thirty five luck to make the pow it hard. Holy I, shit, fifteen! I just got thirteen. Oh, you can't can't spend luck on can't spend can't spend luck on sanity. Yeah. It's just, but it doesn't mean I'm so mad that it hardly matters that I made the power roll. Is what oh. <laughs> well, Brooke, you got me beat by one. I'm at 12. Oh, do I roll intelligence to see if I can? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. All right. And we're We've clever clogs, too. 40% yeah. chance of yeah. being okay. Oh, I got four. an extreme success from <laughs> <No>. intelligence. <laughs> no, huh. I got a 
I got a hard. used that role before. I comprehend. Yeah. Right, yeah, you, you you are realizing that this is sentient sound. This is this is some kind of life that is completely unknown on Earth. This is beyond anything you have uh, met before, before anything that you have read or that even N has informed you about in that Section 46 has manifested. This is on a whole different level. And you you are stunned. How would you like to freak out? I'm going to weep at the beauty and just shut down and curl up into a fetal position. Just fluids spewing, tears, urine, just, it's bad. You're having a bad trip. <laughs> okay, so that's three of you taken out of the uh, taken out of the equation, essentially. Um, uh, Morrison's gonna uh, in his fit. Uh, he maybe has a pin or something, and he just, while holding on, pops both of his eardrums. You you oh. pop. You feel yeah, you feel it's the pain. Not good. You feel the pain and also realize that even that doesn't stop this sound oh, they, resonating yeah. through your head. Yeah. Yeah, even the you think even the deaf can hear this, and that, that includes you now. Yeah. How I'm does how does Holbrook uh, just clutching the mass so hard that I probably break some fingers? Just not I don't want to fall into it, and I don't want to it's the only solid thing that exists. So I'm just like That seems perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> right, so you th you three are freaking out up on top, which means that your combination of magic points that were going into that pool now don't count because you are completely... Ah! Oh, I was on the ground. All right, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, for, the, for, yeah, the, not... for them two, though. Yeah, you yes. go. Oh, so there's only two of you. So your total, you were putting in a combination of 19 that was a couple of points each, effectively. So that's four points that are going to drop off that. So four times can five I, twenty. Can I add extra points in? Uh, you can if you wish. Yeah, I mean, if I'm um, if like when I see them starting to freak out, I'm just going to like you know grip the others extra strong and like you know put more of like my willpower and essence into it, which is a, like I imagine how that would how how I would have like you know do that as since I'm not yeah. quite under like my character doesn't quite understand so what magic points are. So each I'll of us put, will both put in two more. Yeah, I mean, that works. Yeah, I was, was going to put in the extra four, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do two each, and then I have some extra. So I'm at um, only uh, nine now. Right, and that sounds as if uh, Stan is the one that's leaping in to, uh, to help plug the gap yeah. while, uh, while Victor's gone crazy up on top. Is that uh, Stan taking the role, uh, role for the banishment? Oh, geez, I guess I am. I've still got some luck. Right, I'm going to hum along. No, because this is your oh. percentage chance of banishment. So if you've got a hundred, if you've got a hundred percent, we've chance, got a hundred. Oh, okay. Don't roll double zero. Okay. No double skulls. All right. No double skulls. Double sevens. Block seventy-seven. <laughs> right. In which case, you are successful. So there is. Let me make sure I've got my like. Yeah, stay on target. <laughs> wait, that wait that reference is a year early. Shit. <laughs> Never mind. 
<laughs> hey, we, we had uh, we had music coming through from a different era before, so hey, let's, let's keep on being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, I said it first. Yeah, I like that idea. Yes, Van Gerthy said it first. <laughs> So, some guy, some guy that was here ends up like working for Lucasfilms as like a prop guy, and he's like, "Wouldn't it be cool if Luke said stay on target?" Right, you are literally as as you've described before, plugged in like a battery into this thing. You can feel power leaking through you, getting charged into the um, into the mass, which starts to glow as you uh, all between you. Uh, you've got Holbrook who's got uh, got breaking fingers holding onto it. You've got. Uh, Gerald pouring blood all over it from his uh, from his ears. Victor just weeping and piss, uh, pissing all over um, all over it. There's a hum. There's this horrible smell that starts to erode around you. This ozone starts to build up, and an almighty flash. It seems to resemble a sonic boom that, that echoes overhead, almost like a jet fighter goes uh, that breaks the sound barrier. Um, all of the guys on the um, on the mast in various states of sanity loss, various states of trauma, fall to their knees and start screaming. Um, in the main bay, the main control room, Fredericks just flourishes, puts up both of his arms in um, almost like in a scream to finish, the, uh, to finish the performance, and everything goes black. All the lights in the, in the area cut. And for those of you outside see there's an almighty just power outage that starts to spread across the base, that the whole base, their base descends into darkness. About 10, 15 seconds pass. Do we still see like moon and stars? Yes. That's good. And for those, um, as your synesthesia passes, you realize that up above you, there is no longer sentient sound. This thing that was above you this thing that was looming over this part of Earth from space that had come down to try and pick this, this poor, innocent, effectively innocent man up from the ground because he had done nothing wrong in any traditional sense of the term wrong, is gone. Is Fredericks gone or is he still there? No, you, you successfully banished it. So uh, Fredericks is still there. And indeed, Zahn is there also nodding. He writes down a note as quick as he can in what seems to be a very broken English, but pass, uh, points it up in your direction for uh, Gursky, and, uh, Gursky and Longshaw. And in broken English, it just uh, reads, I'm glad someone avoided the same fate that I bef that befell me. And as he, uh, as he looks to you with this smile on his face and nods a very kind of, well done nod to Fredericks. He just starts to fade away and stretch almost as if he's been pulled away into the sky, back to the court where he resides at the center of the universe. Take a sort of somber movement moment. And as I see him sort of like fading away, I'll just kind of Godspeed. I'm yeah. going to try to grab Fredericks, mm -hmm. give him a well done, but I think that we need to take Fredericks with us when we leave. Oh yeah, that's ha that's probably happening. That's yeah. Yeah, as well, as right. you go to uh, go to grab him, Howland is there before you, uh, giving him one almighty hug. Aww. Yeah, I think we can probably descend into a kind of a wrap up uh, yeah. montage then from this point. Yeah. On, that's yeah. very that's very much the 
the climax of the overall uh, the overall story. Uh, over the course of the next few um, the next few hours, stuff starts to or stuff procedure starts to return to the base because everything starts working again. Um, you've got the Vulcans that are being loaded up, power's restored. There is no more crazy electrical uh, electrical disturbances. And within the hour, the, the planes are loaded up with the nukes and they are out of here. Um, there is still a fairly consistent stream of refugees coming in from, the, coming in from Limassol. And reports are uh, coming in that there are landings that are happening on the north side of the island. Got to make sense because that's where closest geographically mm. to Turkey. So they're, com they're coming in from the north. It will give you a whole island between you and the front line. But there is still horrendous reports coming out of Limassol of some of the stuff that's going down there. Um, obviously, the group, um, the group captain is more than, happy with, uh, more than happy with you for having stopped this interference from some foreign power. Is hopeful that you will be able to find out what this technology is and be able to bring um, to bring it for uh, another weapon to add into the NATO arsenal against the Soviet threat. You've still got one problem to deal with outside the base the next morning. You've got some rifles that you uh, that you've uh, got from Musgrave. What's your plan in dealing with Cartal when she turns up? Um, Morrison would express what he was thinking of they're going out on a long pier there's warehouses across the way we just need her alive we like, set up we set up on the roof of a warehouse well not the roof maybe but some kind of overhang get a good position and anyone that isn't her and he's having to do this all by writing because uh it's is he can't hear himself anymore is anyone that's not her we just shoot and then she's on a long pier it's should be easy shots for everybody they've got nowhere to go yeah and i mean um if we want to keep a uh, uh, n happy it would see you know we have to uh, yeah. you know remember that our story is that we were here to apprehend car you know cartel uh that all that we did that we just did uh, was only because there was additional saboteurs and, you know, with the invasion and such. And so we had to deal with them and now we can do a cartel. And so that's, we got to, got to keep that story. So. Well, the we truth bring is her in that we ASAP. need, we need her because she's a connection to what's his name. Right. Mr. Musgrave? Snow. Oh, Mr. Snow. Mm -hmm. Well, I suggest we take out the pilot first. Pilot drivers. Uh, in fact, if you take out the last driver that drove onto the pier, they're more or less sitting ducks. Okay. I, yeah, I just block them in. It'll be easy to, to, to find out in the story how Aiden Dickman gets away. <laughs> well, does he? Well, we know historically that he gets arrested sometime quite a bit later. Well, that's in the real world. Yeah, this is this is like yeah, the whole yeah. dream world. Wait, exactly. is this a whole dream world sequence? Just... No, no, but this is we can do it. It's own timeline. Yeah, he's yeah. thinking about other realities. Huh? Everybody, I think uh, I think 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 the doctor's losing it. We need to give him for a baseline test. <laughs> We're in our reality. Now I don't know if um, if Fredericks gets locked up somewhere or if Fredericks actually becomes an agent. 
I think that'll be that'll depend on the. Uh, I will the, let uh, N decide. To be the, the, yeah, the, right. the probably N and the psyche valve to determine that the <laughs> the section forty six psyche valve. Oh, you've also got uh, you've got some other person there to uh, to think about as well because Howland was present in the room when a when Zahn appeared from oh, nowhere fuck. during that performance and has been kind of intrinsically involved in this from the start as well. What are you kind of doing with her? We yeah, we'll her we'll in. take her to probably keep them together, keep them happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're probably gonna bring him in. Yeah. Let him let him into the bigger picture eventually. I can't imagine he's not going to explain to her that he just exactly made first contact. Well, there's always there's always a possibility of leaving her behind, and whoever she tells, they're going to think she's a crackpot. But I feel like I don't know. It, I think she, be, she could be useful if she might if, be valuable. Clear, yeah. Also, right. the fact uh, we just came up with a bit of music that kicks out a god. We need Fredericks around and anyone that saw this. This is uh I mean it's not a NATO thing necessarily, but this is uh pretty important. Oh because if the because if mm-hmm. the Soviets get their hands on the ability to to conjure the thing of say then then we're gonna need to do that again. And so oh Lord Jesus <laughs> yeah. Add another match to the matchbox. They've got they've they've got twelve. We've got fourteen now. So you know if, if this gas on our ankles lights up, we got more matches than to burn. Thinking of weaknesses, uh, someone roll me a percentile and tell me what you get. I got an O three. Oh, okay. So Palmer succeeded his sand check, so he does not get oh, driven good. nuts from. Uh, from his experience so you've also got palmer to consider as well because he was up on the mast with uh, with yeah. you all and has remained with his brain intact enough that he can still he can still act maybe we have these people we put in a thing to have them all transferred to where that's yeah like let's let's let headquarters figure this one out okay yeah all right uh, thinking to back to the marina so at 9.45 a.m., mm-hmm. that's when you start to hear the sound of an engine, or um, at least a plane coming in over from the ocean. It comes in from the south, so it does come in from quite a distance away. Some of us hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> from, uh, yeah, it's the, uh, the CL215 amphibious aircraft, so the one that normally drops... Uh, water on like for, uh, to put out forest fires so something can carry a lot of weight mm-hmm. inside and Since... almost simultaneously as this starts coming in flying low over the ocean um, you can see that there are a couple of trucks well there are three trucks rather that start to come down the road the whole area is deserted at this moment there is still small arms fire and smoke rising in other parts of the city but this particular area is just completely dead so there is no one here to stop them. They go along to the, the very bottom of the pier, and then a group of men dressed in overalls, including uh, one that seems to be dressed in a suit that's uh, seemingly the one that's organising them, probably the man you think is Dickman, and another lady, uh, a lady that uh, climbs out dressed all in um, all in black. Um, they seem to be, say, Cartel and Dickman. The rest of their hired hired muscle are literally that. They are there 
to move these crates that they have positioned the 38 or so different parts, yeah, 38 sections of the stolen fresco and load them into the plane. They are sitting ducks if you are looking at them from a high enough, uh, high enough position. So who is the one that's pulling the trigger? Well, before we do that, can we say that we brought soldiers with us so that we can close off the road? They can't drive away. Yeah, I think you did, because you did actually mention yeah. to Musgrave to say, hey, we're going to need your help to do this. Uh, there's there's a little bit of resistance from Knight in the sense that, hey, we're this is the RAF and we're doing SIS's dirty work, but... He has yeah. that counter by, hey, we just we just saved the base. So yeah, you scratch her back. We're all on the same side. We scratch yours. There you go. So yeah, you, you have sufficient manpower to turn up to make uh, to make a good show of force. All right. Gerald, I tap him on the shoulder twice. Honor is all yours. <laughs> all right. I'm taking uh taking some shots. I'll take Young's advice. Pilot first, and then it's pretty much done. I doubt they can pilot this. <laughs> I'm going to spend 15 luck to get my 80 because I rolled a 95. <laughs> he has to think about, hang on, which end does the bullet come out yeah. of again? It's the it's the lack of sound. It, it's messing with him. <laughs> oh, the safety's still on. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like, you're, we're probably like, you're probably like lining up the shot and, and like one of us that's like helping spot for you is like, you're gonna you're, you're gonna pull it back, right? Like you're gonna do yeah. like it's it's almost time to fire, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, that's a thing I do with this right with this model. I'm deaf now. Give this to me. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, uh, with that, you are able to take out the pilot. It's not the it's not the most beautiful shot in the world, but it does the job. Uh, you think you probably catch him somewhere in the upper chest. At that point, he falls back inside. So you've gone through the. Um, I was going to say the windshield, the uh, the glass of yep. the cockpit, through to his chest, and there's now a corpse lying in the um, lying in the pilot seat. The rest of it goes pretty much as you anticipated. They've not got sufficient uh, qualifications or skill to be able to fly the plane themselves, so they are all rounded up fairly quickly. Um, most of the hired goons just do uh, pretty much uh, are completely uh, non-resistant. That. All they were done was to uh, to move stuff. They are not armed. They're not up for a fight. They're not paid enough for that shit. So you can get Cartel and Dickman back to the uh, back to the airbase, where they can be. Uh... There's a few questions which uh, Musgrave would certainly like to uh, to pose to Cartel, but it depends whether you're going to let him uh, let him anywhere near her, or are you going to take her back to be interrogated back in London? Um. Yeah, she needs to come back to, to London. Maybe he'll have a few minutes to talk to her, but... Five minutes. That's it. Not alone. Not without supervision. Gotcha. Yeah, if, if, he's, if he's not alone, then he won't, try anything, he won't try anything dumb. Right. But he makes a very uh, pointed note of uh, saying, you messed with the wrong people here, lady. Uh, but his main, his main question was, was it anything personal? And he, she just replies, "No, you were just someone that we could use to get to get the info we needed off the base, or rather, the info that uh, a certain friend of mine is after." And we'll um, take her away now. Yeah, back back in London, interrogation will happen. Um, she explains a little bit that Snow stepped in and gave uh, gave her a place to hide with uh, with Dickman a few years back after um, after a uh, break in went wrong. 
back in Turkey and that she is then used by him as what you would call in uh, tradecraft as an asset that she is used basically to get some dirty work done. And it's un- it was under Snow's instruction to, um, to get a high-ranking person from the airbase to be able to find the serial numbers of the nukes. That was the key thing that he wanted. But she doesn't know why he wanted them. So that leaves a whole other angle for a potential follow-up scenario if you were to, uh, to go looking for Snow, finding who is this person, what, what did he want the serial numbers of the nukes for, and what, what is his end goal? Is it even anything to do with the mythos? It may not be. It may be something completely mundane. Now, don't otherwise, we also... Oh, no, I was going to say, otherwise you can get uh, you, you can fly back to London with potentially three new recruits for Section 46 with your uh, three RAF personnel. Now, play a lot of scenarios. Make sure I'm not thinking of something else, but weren't there some strange carven obelisk-like things in the art place that he was going to ship somewhere, we need to take those as well. Maybe we'll take the plane. You you can certainly grab them if you want. Um, They're they're just weird artwork that he has. There's nothing mystically... um, There's nothing mythosy about that. It's just he was an art dealer, so he would have a whole selection of weird bits and pieces there. Okay. I thought that there were like stone obelisks or something that he was going to transport. Anyways, yeah, I'll take we, some art for my house. <laughs> we, could keep, we could keep the church roof and we could take it with us. And that put it in the museum. Appear. This is my memento. <laughs> uh, Britt would say that, wouldn't he? Let's just take it. <laughs> There's a gallery in the British Museum already that would fit very nicely. In. Indiana Jones isn't even out yet. You can't even. There's practically a spot available. It's reserved. Clearly, the locals can't take care of these things themselves. The Empire should take responsibility. You Brits aren't that, I have to say. After all this, <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, you is, fly, fly back to London and into the sunset. Is there and anything we it. need an explanation for? I think we figured it all out, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's quite a simple thing. There's no, it's a scenario where there's no real bad guy. It's just a poor uh, fellow yeah. with his curiosity that stumbled onto a very potentially big mythos threat that he's identified himself to the talent scout for the court of Azathoth to say, hey, look, I'm someone that can help Applicate the demon salt and stop him waking up. You've uncovered you uncovered what he'd done. Um, literally, he's bumbling in without any ill intent to try and make first contact with what he thought was an alien race, and that's why he brought down this whole situation on top of the uh, on top of the airbase's head. And thankfully, for at least for you, in terms of uh, like sanity rewards and such, you do not take the hit of having to worry about having just sacrificed the poor guy. Ah! <laughs> Um, that's with uh, with most of the um, say with most Cthulhu scenarios, you've got the sanity rewards and such at the end of a scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, if you convinced Fredericks to sacrifice himself while he was ignorant of his fate, like what uh, what Longshaw was uh, angling towards, that would be minus one d10 San for doing so, because you're effectively yeah. executing the poor guy without telling <laughs> him why. I would have lost one point. <laughs> <laughs> If, if you told him what it was all about, but still tried to get him to uh, to sacrifice himself, then it lessens it to a one d six, 
But you banished her, you banished her in that and saved Frederick, so that would have earned you 1d10 San instead. Hmm. Five. There you go. So, yeah, you, you definitely took the moral high ground. And it's where, where when I've run this scenario in the past, that's really where it shines, where you get you get debates between uh, the player characters because saying, we can't do this. We can't just uh, put the poor innocent guy on the chopping block and expect him to, expect him to offer himself up to, uh, to go and save everyone else. It just ain't right. And we had, in that one session I'm uh, recalling, we did have at the last minute, uh, he fluffed his role. Uh, to try and uh, to try and perform so he would get taken one of the other pcs jumped in and rolled an extreme uh, extreme success to uh, to perform and she got abducted in his place no yeah wow i i thought for sure when carl holbrook was telling him my the countering all of the stuff i had told him that he would be like oh we worded it to make it more resolute i am convinced that 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 carl whatever his name is is a, a surrealist vector possibly aligned with the king in yellow because what the fuck happened his name change halfway through carl the ever-shifting h yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right which, folks which, oh go ahead which is i was gonna say which is amusing considering that in in the cold war setting that uh h is the antagonist of n Ooh. So that, Ooh. Um, just again, yeah. nice coincidence. <laughs> Our players included David Gasway, Alex Sun, Nathan Decker, John Dos Passos, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.